I've got about ten seconds to tell you how to get two-for-one tickets for top draw comedy nights near you thanks to our friends at the TV channel Dave at absoluteradio.co.uk. Also, I've got to tell you about how you can win prizes while you're there too. I've run out of time, though. You're listening to Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. Working towards a mintier world with three more soft mints. Absolute Radio. Ah, that was Diva with Whip It. Not Whip It as in... Your pets. Yeah, not the sort of small version of the Greyhound. Mm. Who you were reared with. Yes. Yeah. Um... Are you on? Is your mic on? I can't hear you. I don't know. I can't hear you over here at all. God. Oh, it started very badly. Some people will think that's a good thing. Not well. Those people can. um, I'll write it down. I'll write it down. What they (laughs) can do. Not gonna. Not gonna say. Um, Oh no, I can't say that on air. No, don't. Don't ever. Don't ever think about it. Oh, I did some good. um, Let me tell you this. I forgot about this. You know, one of my things is pedestrian racing. Oh, so yeah. I'm, I'm, in case you don't oh, know yeah, this, yeah. New, new, new readers start here. I, um, I walk very fast. I just do, mm. uh, naturally. And um, sometimes people try to overtake me. I won't have it. No. I'm in cars, and, yeah, but I'm in other pedestrians. Mm. So um, there's a, a, <laughs> a, a sea lion act <laughs> rehearsing next door. Um, I look forward for the that sort of you know that it, people call it applause, but it really it's it's flipper against yeah. flipper. I mean they don't know what they're doing. You can't call it applause. There's no there's no um, motivation. They're not they're not pleased or approving in any way. They're just trying to they're what are basically they're rodders together. So. I was walking down there. This guy, he st- I, I could feel him on the shoulder. He was he, was, he thought oh, I'd overtake him. So I, I, I did my normal thing. I increased my tempo. So we, we had, I'd say, 50 yards, maybe 100, of walking shoulder to shoulder with him trying to get past me, keeping neither drawing away nor drawing back, just keeping at his side. So suddenly, like, mates, I could sense his edginess. And just to rob in the fact that he couldn't overtake me, I texted in the very heat oh. of the, the heat of the race. That's cold. I mean, imagine if in Ben-Hur... Mm. Charlton Heston had started texting just as that other... You know the other chariots right side the wheels are touching? Oh, yeah, I you like that. that when bit. the spikes come out, that's, that's my favourite. When I say Ben-Hur, for those of you, um, that, that is the name of the... Th- I, I wasn't trying to remember the surname of the... Bla- I wasn't going Ben. Yeah. Ben, uh, that's his name. Anyway... It wouldn't, have been, um, it wouldn't have been historically accurate, but then there is supposed to be in Ben-Hur, like, a guy with sunglasses on and stuff, isn't there? Like, because there's so many extras in Ben Hur. Yeah, there's like stories oh, about see. there's a guy with sunglasses. If you look hard enough, and you can see a sports car in one scene. Really? Like really? Yeah, apparently so. You sure you haven't got Ben Hur mixed up with the Chilean miners' <laughs> coverage? Oh, they look good in shades. Oh God! Oh, shades crazy. it was the shades akimbo. <laughs> um, shades akimbo. That's what I'm going to call a band if I ever form one. So I, um, oh dear, what a what a weekend. I had. I um, what happened? Well, we had to, we had to, an email, didn't we? About yeah. uh, someone texted in. They're very they're very observant. The uh, mm. listeners. Have you got it, Gad, to hand? Because I I can't move. You can't move. <laughs> <laughs> yes. My microphone's in a strange place. Emily's and I can't move. a little bit paralysed. But um, basically, this woman had asked what your brown bag was doing in the corner because she saw it on the webcam. She spotted my brown bag. Yeah. So Frank, what's in the big brown bag? Saw you in the webcam last week. Yeah. <laughs> Looking what? in your big brown bag. Is that a song? I think so. Big brown eyes. I had an image of something. Wasn't there a wig song? song that went? Do you need a big brown bag? 
Wasn't it? What's anyway, the, what's by the, the way, you can, you can text us on 812.15. If anyone's listening thinking the these people need rescuing, um, Amanda text us on Thornton. Okay. Yes, said for, oh no, I won't give her email. Amanda Thornton. <laughs> Amanda Thornton. Oh, Thornton, okay. I okay. don't know if it was brown. Sorry, Amanda. I would describe it as tan slash ochre. Well, I'd ochre. say tan is it. Anyway, look, I went, I went away for the weekend. And I, what I actually... I went to um, Caradoc at Tregardoc. Mm. Which is... A, what a, is that? It's a cottage. It's a big cottage. Well, it's a sort of a... It's a yoga centre. Right. Right? Don't look at me like that. <laughs> I went away for a yoga weekend. The idea That's was okay. to relax. I mean, just for a couple of days, to yeah. relax, to chill out. And did you, you go know, with cats? To find the inner me. Do you know the inner me? No, I don't believe we've been acquainted. <laughs> but it's that little bloke in the grey suit in Austin Powers. <laughs> That's him, isn't it? Inner me. It, oh, no. I've got, and it, yeah, so I went down there, but things went very wrong. Oh, oh, no. oh, oh I love wrong. it when things go wrong. Yeah. Do you really? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good. Well, uh, I'll tell you after this. Frank Skinner. Radio. Uh, Boy George is our guest. Oh yeah, morning. I like him. Well, that's exciting, isn't it? <laughs> I'm very excited. Oh, no, he's a proper big, yeah. um, proper big star. Boy George. I've yeah. always quite adored him. You told me I was a bit starstruck yesterday because we I was were going a... on and on about him. Was well, you kept I calling him, him George. You <laughs> see. And uh, it's a it's a thing about if your name is Boy George, I suppose people that you know you don't can't call him Boy. He can't, don't, like, don't call him. Here, if, he, if he comes in, don't call him, boy. That's my no. advice. I don't want him to walk in and walk straight out <laughs> again. No, so anyway, uh, boy George is on. We should have, if anyone wants to ask boy George anything, you yeah. can text in a question. On 815. Uh, we'll see what happens. A bit like uh, Twitter Tombola on um, <laughs> Gonzo. Mm. Okay. Frank. Yeah, La- on 815, yeah. Lara has texted in. Lara. Hey, they're loving your show. Just a minute. What is that Lara's theme from Dr. Shivago? <laughs> Obviously, that's on a barrel organ. Yeah, very good. Lara says, loving your show, so what is in the brown bag? Well, it was all my... Um, it was my mat, my yoga mat. Oh, I see. Yeah, my... Um, all the gubbins. And stuff. It, it was... Um, you see, I, I did... Uh, I know yoga is regarded as a very... Um, can I say poncy? Hold on. No, um, it's, it's it's regarded as a bit hoity-toity. But I started doing it a few years ago, basically because I was doing a TV show with David Baddiel, and he said he wanted massages and paid for what? by the production. Yeah, oh, and I thought if God. he's getting some paid for by the production, I am damned. I am damned if um, I'll, I'm, I'm not going to get something. So I went for yoga anyway. I was a bit worried because they do a lot of the chanting. Is you chanting to you know the gods of the east? Okay. Right, you know, and I don't know how. Um, for me, being a Catholic, yeah. I don't know how the Pope's going to be about me chanting to the multi-headed blue elephant god. Mm. Right, so I. Um, oh, Vishnu is one of my favourites. Is that was that mm. what? It, okay. Anyway, well, what happens anyway? Um, I do a kind of a Catholic yoga, is what I'm saying. Yeah. Oh, I don't like the sound of that. Yeah, it, you get flexible, but there's more guilt. <laughs> so, anyway, we went to this place in Cornwall, me and my girlfriend, and uh, we went off to do some chanting on the Saturday night, right? Mm. Now, I, so I don't join in with the full, the blue elephant chanting. Mm. They're going Hare Krishna, and I'm under my breath going 
say Merry Christmas. <laughs> it mixes in, but it's got the Christian theme. Right, so... We're there, you know. And 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 Kath, my girlfriend, has. What was that? It sounds like river dance. Yeah, well, there was some. There's an element of that. Okay. I like to bring a little flatly into everything. <laughs> I do. So, um, my girlfriend has got a chest infection, so she um, she had a coughing fit. Well, you don't want a coughing fit in a in a chanting session. You're trying to get cosmic. Exactly. You don't want a coughing fit in an undertaker's. <laughs> Because that would be... Well, you want it. You don't want one that's a bit tight under the arms. <laughs> so, um... So, anyway, so she dashed out. So we carried on chanting for about half an hour. I got in the room, and what had happened, she'd run across the lawn, oh. barefoot, oh. in the dark, kicked an upturned cauldron. Oh, don't no. ask. Cauldron? Yeah, I don't know what other <laughs> what weekends they have there. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah. yeah. I think they did, um... I think they did Macbeth as the Christmas play. Oh. Um... Don't mention Macbeth. That's bad luck, isn't it? Not an, not an absolute radio. Oh, isn't it? Oh, no, we sorry. were planning. Do we have absolution. Do... <laughs> oh, we were planning to do Macbeth later in the show, so it might be bad luck. Is that right? Mm. right. Got... Are us three going to dress as witches <laughs> yeah. and, and by George? We're going to tell him he's Thane of Cordor. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, he loves that. <laughs> Can I just say something? Tut tut, Emily. The elephant-headed goth is Ganesh, not Vishnu. God. The elephant-headed goth. Did um, you say? God. <laughs> I was going to say I'd like to see the elephant. -headed. How much black <laughs> hair would that need to, to have to cover all that? No fielding. Was that a trunk or? <laughs> so um, yeah, so she ran across the thing and she kicked an upset and. Um, she was calling out for help. She broke her toe. Of course, we were chant. We couldn't hear her over the chanting. Mm. You oh. see, I started off with "Sing When You're Winning." That was my first one, <laughs> and then I did my favourite <laughs> chant of all time: "We will follow the Albion over <laughs> land and sea and water," which I've never worked out ever. <laughs> anyway, so when I went in, she said I broke my toe, and I said, "Yeah, yeah," because she's an exaggeration. Was she crying? I would have been crying. She was. She looked shaken. I think yeah. that's fair to say. Because we were so chilled out. She said, I wrote my toe. Oh, it's going to be fine. Yeah. Don't worry about it. So um, I looked at it and I said, she, well, if she's just stubbed it. I looked at it. It was, it was at a 90 degree. It was just oh. sticking out at the side. <laughs> I looked at it and I think one can have visions possibly after a t an half an hour of chanting. And I had a vision of me sitting in A&A &E at four o'clock <laughs> in the morning. And sure enough, that proved to be true. I like this. It's, it's a sort of, it's become a serial. <laughs> oh, I Frank, you've got to do what I did when I broke my toe, which is I just got Philip Schofield's driver to take me to A&E. It's much easier. Yeah. Yeah. Does he live in uh, <laughs> the Bodmin area? I don't know. But that... But I broke my toes. But it is very painful. I want to hear more about this. I imagine he's a hectic driver because they do say when Marie Antoinette was driven um, through the crowds when when she'd been arrested during the French Revolution that her hair went completely white overnight. So she was so horrified. So how dangerously does Philip Schofield's <laughs> driver drive? That's what you got to ask yourself. This is Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. Ah, White Stripes. Well, Frank, hmm? talking of White Stripes, we've just had... Don't blame me. We've just had a text <laughs> in from Lisa in Essex. Hi, Frank and team. You mentioned about hair turning white with shock. This happened to my uncle the other day after his frying pan caught on fire while he was using it. The other day? Uh -huh. Next day, his hair was pure white. Don't Quite incredible. <laughs> was he doing meringues? Somebody was fired? <laughs> really? Yeah, yeah, isn't that extraordinary? That's in that Crash Test Dummy song with the mmm song where it goes, Don't run black into bright white. Oh, <laughs> I've got all the song references. I don't know why, because this is um, Big Brown Eyes is a Bob Marley song as well, by the way. 
It's all gone a bit. Um, <laughs> Something. A bit Joe Whiteley. Joe Whiteley. Is that Joe Whiteley. Joe Wiley. She's oh, Joe Whiteley. That's yeah. it. Oh, soon they forget they showbiz. <laughs> she turned to Whiteley when she had a shot ring. Yeah, Joe, yeah, exactly. She was driven through Paris after <laughs> she had a uh, snowboarding accident. She snowboarded, didn't she, Joe Whiteley? <laughs> yeah, she mentioned it quite a lot. You know when um, people, as they move towards their middle years, do sort of exciting things? They talk like, about yeah, it a lot. In a, in a yeah. kind of a Dr Fox, I've got a big motorbike, I'm not dead yet kind mm. of a way. Yeah, I don't do anything exciting <laughs> apart from the odd yoga weekend. Have you got any other texts just to keep things flowing? We've got some lovely texts. Um, Frank, is Emily coming to Liverpool soon? She's oh. a bit of a spinner. I'll show her around. 239. Spinner. Oh, spinner. oh thank spinner. you, 239. What does that mean, though? Does it mean she makes her own thread? Any sc- any wheel. Scouse ones listening? Spinning wheel. Can you please text in and tell us what spinner means? Because I don't used know. to be a band called the Spinners. Who I think came from Liverpool. I like. I really like Liverpool. Bro- Was it the Scousers? The honeymoon of man keeps growing. Honeymoon of man keeps growing. Oh. Oh, gather around the fireside, children. They do <laughs> listen to Uncle Frank's songs. They did um, what I always see as the precursor to Ebony and Ivory. The ink is black. <laughs> The page is white. <laughs> Together we learn to read and write. Remember it's a it? good one, yeah, I sang that at school. <laughs> yeah, that was the spinners. Was it? Yeah. Oh. So, do they mean you're some sort of um, folk singer character? Um, oh, I don't know. Nylon roll neck jumper medallion over the top. Is that what they're saying? <laughs> Text in 8 12 15 on what is a spinner? That's the most clean. professional thing Garrett's ever done on this show. <laughs> Keep it clean. <laughs> um, Emily. Keep your spinner clean. We've, we've had another um, text. Um, Emily, buy your dream home. Financial oh. circumstances always improve eventually. You might hold on, hold on. Let me just. <laughs> financial circumstances always is improve. That like Carol Vorderman on daytime that, TV. Is that true? Sounds like the Lehman Brothers. Yeah. Take a moment to let that quite sophisticated financial joke sink in. I'm starting to think that the real <laughs> Gareth is in a cupboard with sticking table <laughs> over his mouth. Sticking table. Sticking table over his mouth going, mmm, mmm, and we've got some sort of. Yeah. Someone who's some awake shock, has some turned sh- up. Some shock job. <laughs> is it because you had a happy meal at McDonald's on the way been. in? Must that made me feel go. so sick when I heard that. It made you feel sick and he ate it. Imagine well, how exactly. he felt. I'm sorry to break this to you. It wasn't a happy meal. It was a bacon XL, bacon double cheeseburger. Yeah, funnily another, enough, um, I don't know the worse. subtleties yeah, between worse, the two meals. It's fine. Can you get a melancholy meal to go with the happy meal? Just to say you can downers. You know, Mood meals. You can bet a burger that changed uh, That's colour. A good idea. Yeah, that like little calm. It will calm. It will calm. It will surely calm. So, um, what financial, yeah, circumstances? financial circumstances always improve eventually? You might meet your dinky within months. Your fan nine nine zero. Oh, I'd love to meet my dinky. I haven't met my dinky for a few months. Do you know what a dinky is, Frank? <laughs> Text no in idea. what's a dinky on eight twelve fifteen. I know no, what a dinky don't. is. Oh, okay. Don't don't text no, in. It's clean. It? It's double income, no kids. Suits me down to double, the ground. Double, double income. So it means, oh. yeah, rich man. So I don't. Means, I don't. That's a dink, isn't it? Oh come on! Don't split hairs dinky. between dinkies. It's dinky. Double income, no kids. So it means you're a kind of urban metropolitan couple. Is how sort I like to see um, it. Um, double income, no kids. I expect mm. would be dinky. Oh okay. Double incomes, no kids, yes? <laughs> yes. I didn't like the accent. I wasn't sure about the accent. <laughs> but, you know, we'll, uh, we'll let it pass. This is Frank Skinner. This. Absolute. Radio. 
That's um, the Phantom Band into the corn. I, can I recommend their new album, which is mm. fantastic? I've done that now. It's gone very Joe Wiley, indeed. <laughs> Do I snowboard? Do I buffalo? <laughs> so, um, yeah, so I ended up... Uh, Oh, before clearly- you do this, can I just say, you know, we were saying double income, no kids. Yeah. And we said, what does the Y mean? Dinky. We've had loads yes. of people saying it means yet. They haven't left yes. their names. Um, on- double income, no kids yet. 137. 137. Um, 536. And, um, and um, 060. No, don't read can- that 060 out because they've can got you the not- Dumbos. Can you Dumbos. not no, do that thing so of... When, when Boy George is here, can you not do the thing of calling people by their numbers? Oh, yeah. <gasps> yeah, just get over that. Okay, I'm enough a bit of respect. So, um, so there I am. My girlfriend's got a broken toe. I'm at the yoga retreat. New readers start here. <laughs> and uh, so we had to go. I had to. First of all, I didn't have a car with me, so I went by train. So I had to get a cab. Uh-uh. It's two o'clock in the morning. We had to go to Truro, A and E. Wow. Got oh, that's there at Cornwall, two. Isn't it? Yeah. True, I mean, can you imagine what? I spent the night in Truro, <laughs> where people look like Subo, and um, not all of them. I'd getting, say eighty percent. Getting some texts in now, just coming oh, in. Oh no! <laughs> Will they be fans of Truro or fans of Subo? Oh, I'll never know. So I, I got there, and when when we got there, there was, um, you know, I, I don't, I don't, I'm not going to use the term, but you know, there's there's a famous sort of double act that's in Viz Comics, two women that wear short I little know black exactly dresses. Those well, women. they seem to be outside having a cigarette. I think they had. Oh, okay. I think they had a friend being operated on. Oh dear! We won't ask what had happened. No, I mean it was. I mean you can imagine. True. I mean there were the people at work. They were absolutely lovely, but there mm. were some people in there who I think had been drinking. They're all God's children. Yeah, they are. But some of them was the prodigal son. <laughs> <laughs> there was a man covered in blood. I mean, imagine my horror. Co- covered in blood, saying to this nurse, "No, all all I need, you see, is a bit of fresh air." <laughs> <laughs> And I thought, that, that, that won't do it, will it? <laughs> Not your required stitches. <laughs> Surely. So um, that's where we went. And we was, they were, they were, they were, you know, people always say about the nurses, they were really nice. Yeah. But they, were, they were really nice. And um, so she had the They're toe. always quite relieved when you're not drunk as well, aren't they? I think they couldn't believe. Yeah, I noticed the first person said, so when did it happen? And I thought, what, do I look that old? <laughs> um, and, of course, you couldn't... Uh, Imagine that I wasn't absolutely smashed or stoned or whatever. So anyway, my um, they did they did a foot up beautifully, but they didn't have any crotches. Oh. Can you imagine that? True row A and E. So she had to hop. Well, they're using them all for the drunks, aren't they? Well, she had to hop for a day and a half. Did she? She had to switch to a sports bra. <laughs> it's true. She said, "This oh. hopping is absolutely well." I won't say what she said. But, Once um, again, just do what I did. Just use Philip Schofield's driver. Well, That's he, how you get him Well, out. he just holds on. Oh, yeah. Well, instead of <laughs> a sports driver. <laughs> I was going to say he's a little forward, Philip Schofield's driver. <laughs> if he's listening, get out. Um, so anyway, so that was... Uh, we ended up... We, we got to uh, Paddington Station, and for the first time in my life, you know those sort of electric trucks... That drive people on the influence in the old people. I Joan Collins ones oh. at the yeah, airport. The yeah. ones that make a night go. If you get in the way, one of them came to pick her up. 
because they saw her on crotches. And I actually drove through the crowd sitting on one. I think they they couldn't see her bad leg. They thought I'd just got celebrity <laughs> a celebrity lift to the end of the thing. I waved to a couple of people, which didn't help. And I thought, this truly is, you know, this is what fame is all I about. you were the new Pope. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, the Pope, yeah, the Pope stunt double has been sent for a second run. Lap of honour. And... Um, and then the man driving it said, so how come you're not on telly anymore? So that was ruined. <laughs> had to go back to A&E. <laughs> yeah, yeah I, had to, I had to send my ego into a &E. It was completely fractured. Frank on radio. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. Absolute Radio. Gareth, you're looking like you're trying to attract my attention. <laughs> I wasn't trying to attract your attention. Um, do you know what winds me up sometimes? <laughs> I wish I don't know, but I wish it had turned up this morning. Carry on. What do you mean? I've been very perky. Oh, okay. I've been very parky. I haven't been very parky because if I had been parky, oh. I would have been slagging everybody off. Can you say slagging everybody off? Let me just check that in the absolute. No. Yeah, yeah, that's fine. Yes. He oh, has Michael been... Parkinson, you mean? Yes, he's been having a go at Russell Brand. Oh, yes, he yes, doesn't yes, like yes. him. Which, he says, what's the point of Russell yeah, well, Brand? I, 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 that's, that's, not Russ, that's not Parkinson. Um, he says, I don't see the point of him, frankly. I would don't see the point of him. A lovely <laughs> thing to say about another human being. Would you, would you pick up a book called A Bookie Work? Come on, Bookie Work. What kind of stuff is that? What kind of stuff is that? <laughs> I think that's... What's happened? He's picked up the book. There's, there's something on it. <laughs> it's soiled in some way. And he, he said, got, oh, what kind of stuff is that? He must have a personal copy from Russell Brand. They must have. What do you mean by that? Well, this was when he I was won't. being interviewed with Richard by Richard Bacon, wasn't oh, he? Yeah, it does seem to be his thing. He's criticising because he did a big thing about how all chat show hosts are rubbish, which he does annually. Mm. He mm. comes around. It's a bit like Whitson, <laughs> Michael Parkinson slagging off the. Uh, he's missed. He's missed the boat a bit with Russell Brand, though. That's a bit five minutes ago having a go at Russell Brand. He's missed. I also know. liked when I heard that he says um, he, he says he thinks that Saxgate was wrong. Does he say that? <laughs> yeah, fancy. Well, he's... God, that's a whole new perspective on it. He thinks they shouldn't have made that phone call. Well, I once met Sly, um, Roy Slow Talker Walker, who you may remember was the host of Catchphrase. Oh, oh yes, yeah. I used to like it. It's good, but it's not right. Yeah, good, and, uh, not right. That's what Saxgate... They said about Saxgate. Can you stop talking about Saxgate? Yeah. Please. Leave it alone. Yeah. Saxophone, I call it. <laughs> so, anyway... Like, um, shut, shut up! Shut up about so, Saxgate. So, uh... Roy Walker said to me that he was once with Eric Morecambe yeah. in the car park of the BBC. I love any story that starts <laughs> like this. And this was in the time when Michael Parkinson was a bit of a cool dude back in the 70s. Really? Yeah, he was. Yeah, he was seen really? as a bit of a sex symbol, Michael Parkinson. He was. And uh, so he's like 70s, uh, very 70s time. The door, the, like, they're waiting for the lift to go up to, into the studios. The door opens. There's Michael Parkinson. He says in a in a in a full length black leather coat. Well, like Ron Atkinson and uh, a <laughs> black leather cap, <laughs> a matching black leather cap, like the Matrix. Yeah, he's standing. Like he's standing there like that. And, and Eric Morecambe says, "All right, Parky, have you come as a wallet?" <laughs> <laughs> and I think he's been bitter ever since. Oh uh, yeah. Of course, now as we know, he advertises death on daytime television, <laughs> and apparently you get a pen just for inquiring. 
about death, which is a, a good thing. So you're anti-Parky, then? Well, um, he says, um, you don't have to be particularly talented to have a career in Hollywood. He's still talking about Russell Brand. Um, he said, I've been a, I would say he's been a very lucky man. I mean, Rin Tin Tin had a very big career in Hollywood, and he was a dog. Mm, so not a very lucky man. No. Also, dog. Rin Tin Tin was working around 1918, so that's <laughs> quite an ancient reference. Well, I went... I remember I went... We used to have a kid's... Um, kids cinema club thing at the local Regent Cinema in Langley Green and we went, they had Yellow Submarine on, well Yellow Submarine is, is a cartoon but no one had really checked that it's not really a kids film and I remember somebody about ten minutes into this, this is the Beatles we're talking about somebody shouted, get Rin Tin Tin back on <laughs> so I'll always remember that better than the Beatles in Langley Green Boy George is our guest after the news, which I'm is excited. Uh, it is exciting, there's no getting round it and um, unfortunately the next song we're playing is called Back on the Chain Gang which I feel people will think we've themed (laughs) now You're listening to Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio the softest, mintiest show in town sponsored by Tree Bar Soft Mints Absolute Radio I love Boy George so much that I actually feel a bit nervous about him coming yeah. on. Yeah, I, I do. I think we're all a bit nervous. It's Boy George. I remember uh, watching him on top of the pops, a bit in the <laughs> pop sign. Did you see that bloke? Oh. Apparently he's from Birmingham. I, I, I read my fact sheet on Boy George. He's not oh. from... I always assumed he was a Brummie. He's not a Brummie. I think, we tried, I think we tried to claim him, you know what oh. I mean? <laughs> yeah. But anyway. So we've had a text in, Frank. Hi, Frank. When you're a pedestrian racing, do you ever adopt the gait of marathon walkers to show you mean business? I do. Oh, that one when... Um, that is, obviously, I can't do it on radio. The whole idea is your feet... A part of your feet is at all, yeah. all times on the ground. Have yeah. you ever tried it? Otherwise, it's jogging. Yes, I have tried that. The wiggly walk. Well, yeah, it's, it's sort Very of wiggly. wiggly. Yeah, mm. it, looks like it looks like a man has got a toffee mm. and he's trying to right. chew it up. Yes. Yeah, anyway, I, I wasn't going to use no. the word up. up. No, I thought, oh, you pushed much. it too far, which is obviously bad <laughs> news. Um, now I tried it. it. Really, it's so difficult. You mm. get all pains in your leg muscles, and but I don't do that anyway. You can't. You can't do that. It's like if you see a man running in the street or a woman, and they've got their running gear on. I see it all the time, round because I live near the river. A they man, run, a they man run running, honey. I see that a lot as well. Yeah, exactly. oh, I didn't mean to bring that. <laughs> I'm in my direction, <laughs> and you know, you see people running, you think nothing of it. You know, they've got their gear on, but then. I find in central London, you see someone running who hasn't got sports gear on, you become completely terrified. Mm. You think there's a, you know, someone's going to get shot. Mm. So, think on. Um, so, what about the miners? I want to talk about the miners. I want to talk about the miners. I've already picked out two to have hot crushes on, number four and number 16. That's another story. <laughs> Are they just numbered now, the miners? Well, no, but I've learned their names. difficult names. names. Because oh, Daniel Herrera, number 16, um, 37 and single... He was what I called paramedic miner because he attended to their needs down there, apparently. Oh, did he? And there's baby miner, who's Jimmy Sanchez. He was the little one, the teen one. He's, he's the one who... Jimmy Sanchez. He's gone into a soul, hasn't he, since? <laughs> Has oh, he? Why? I think they said he sat in, he didn't talk to anyone in the office. They were worried about him, he was... Oh, I can't bear people like that down there. Just get on with it. Well, that's what I think. Put yourself together, Jim. <laughs> I mean, I'm saying a sulk. It could be some terrible post-traumatic thingy, so I don't want to... I don't want to like you know who I like is number... I think he's number four. No, Oh, number yeah, four. number four. I know that um, you mean. Victor Zamora, who I call Comedy Miner. He was the Joker, apparently. 
And he's got quite a good comedy name, Victor Zamora. Is he the one who bought um, rocks up as, as presents? I think he might have, yeah. I think you'll find he was number two. Oh, but I don't wanna, sorry. I, don't I think they missed a trick when they were coming up out of that um, pod. What they should have done is they have... Have the old theatrical trap door and a puff of smoke as everyone appears. Because <laughs> they came and then you, you saw all that there to be unstrapped. They should have had a, a platform built so all that was hidden underground, all the unstrapping, and then they just come up, da da. Mm. But the shades, to be able to legitimately wear shades. Yeah. Oh, it look, they look cool in They all shades. look cool. Yeah. And they had a reason. So it's not it's not like they were doing it, as you say, for kind of like rock star trying to look cool versions. They just yeah. did inherently look cool. Did they um? Did they send the shades down to them, so they could I wear them? They did. Up? They sent the shades down. Yeah, oh. a shipment was sent. What do you think of uh, number twenty-one, cheating miner? Oh, cheating miner! Well, there's more than one cheating miner, isn't there? He's the one who said he's going to continue to have his wife and his mistress. Oh. I like that in him. Well, I, 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 you'd have thought that time underground <laughs> would have given him time to think things through and make a positive decision. Mm. What I liked is that West Brom defender Gonzalo Jara, who's a very good player, can I say, mm. who's Chilean, he sent them a signed shirt while they were underground. Did he? <laughs> Just what you need. <laughs> if that didn't lift their spirits, what would? That was Cruiser's Creek by the Four, and by George is in the studio. Good morning. Good morning. Mm-hmm. It's uh, it's fabulous to see you. I have to say, we were all admitted that we were all a little bit nervous yeah. before you came. Really? In. Yeah. Oh, I have that reputation, but I'm lovely. <laughs> no, it, we weren't so much that. It was, you know, you see someone on top top of the pops, and then you're all talking about it in the pub at the time when you're working in a factory, and then suddenly you're sitting next to. Well, them. speak for yourself. Oh, sorry. Obviously, <laughs> Emily never worked. Very, at Emily's a quite glamorous. <laughs> did, Emily's very already glamorous. fretting about the word <clears throat> quite. Sorry, <in> <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean. Very glamorous. So, George, you. Uh, I I want to start by saying that you are um, very, very busy at the moment because usually people plug one thing on this show, but you've got you're doing loads. Yeah, well, I'm kind of making up for lost time because I lost <laughs> time. Well, what you mean? Period, <laughs> period where I couldn't travel for about um, <laughs> eight months. So um, yeah, I'm sort of like in a bit of a frenzy, but it's great. It's great to be working, and uh, it's nice to be busy. I like doing things. Yeah, That's, I love doing stuff, so I'm happy when I'm busy. Can I ask, when you was, when you was in uh, prison, did you... Um, is it a time... Because everybody thinks, wouldn't it be great to just get off the merry-go-round for a bit and sit and think about your life and blah, blah. Do you get to do all that stuff, or is it just people rattling metal tins against bars? You do get a lot of time on your own, and, you know, at a certain point, you, you do actually think, oh, this is actually quite good, because you get time to think... The only thing is it's kind of an enforced sort of situation, so... <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> it's not like going to India, you know. Because <laughs> the last time I kind of had that experience was when I went to India in the 90s, where I sort of really felt like I had some time to me. But that was a different kind of experience. But it, was, it wasn't that dissimilar. I mean, I got to read a lot. Yeah. You know, I read a lot. I read all the books that I thought I'd read. Everything from kind of, you know, Wuthering Heights to... Catcher in the Rye, you know, Catch-22. I read everything. So I thought, well, have I read this? Or I'm just pretending that I've read it. So I read all that. And that was a really good thing. See, already I'm getting sentence envy. (laughs) (laughs) To be honest, when I, you know, when I knew I was being released, I did have a moment of like, do I really want to go? (laughs) And I thought, you know, know, people talk about people being institutionalised. I did actually think, well, I can understand why. 
mm. because you know what you're doing. I had a really good job. I worked in the kitchen. I really liked the people I worked with. And when I left, they were actually really sad that I was going. <laughs> <laughs> was it what, like when you leave a job? Did they, well, did the they have a leaving week, party? Well, last week, you don't have to work. And I went in every day. And people were like, really? why are you going in? And I was like, well, what am I going to do? Sit in my cell all day? <laughs> of course yeah. I'm going to go in. And they actually said to me, oh, you're, you're the, one of the best workers you've ever had here. <laughs> Marvellous. Yeah. I'm a crafter. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think that freedom of res- from responsibility, I would quite like that aspect. Well, because it becomes the really normal. You see, that's the yeah. thing. After a while, when you first get there, it's like, oh god, you know, you, you just would do anything to to not be there. Yeah. And then once you kind of settle in, and people have got over sort of shouting out a karma chameleon and whatever else they want to <laughs> shout out, yeah. you know, once they got bored of that, yeah. then it's you just you know become another person, you know, that's there, and and that's you know that's when it kind of gets a bit easier. I must say, I felt sorry for George Michael coming out the same week as the miners. <laughs> he was he was overlooked, wasn't he? I'm sure he was probably quite pleased, though. <laughs> yeah. So, um, I just want to start off with... The first thing um, is that you're working with Mark Ronson. Yes, so I've just been doing some gigs with him. Uh, he's gone off to America, and unfortunately I can't go to America at the moment. So he's off doing that, but the single comes out on December the 6th. You're not allowed in because of... I'm not allowed in to America, quite a few places, but there's lots of other places I can go. <laughs> yes, <laughs> OK. <laughs> they need to learn to forgive and forget, yeah, don't they? Well, we're quite forgiving this way but over. You know, we let anyone in. I know, they're yeah, very uptight. Really. Yeah, there. I think we should kind of change the rules a bit, really. <laughs> well, I'm all for, for free movement. Yeah, you know. You've done your time, George. Exactly, yeah. exactly. We only have this excellent. This is Frank Skinner. Boy, George is with us. And, and George, you were just... I nearly called you boy then. That would have been a very difficult moment. <laughs> is there a problem being called boy George? As you, In as America, everyone calls me boy. Do they? Yeah. Yeah. Or Mr George, yeah, and I just smile. Oh, I like Mr George. <laughs> I thought you could, you could extend it to Boyd George, and then it sounds a bit like Lloyd George. It gives you some gravitas. Anyway, the Mark Ronson thing, you didn't really say what you and him were, were doing together. Well, I've done a track on his album with um, Mike Snow... Was, was sort of like a duet, basically. Mm. And uh, can I own up? I don't know who Mike Snow is. He did that song "Animal," a great song called "Animal," which okay. you love. Okay. Yeah, really good. Very good writer. He wrote it. Mike Snow wrote it with I think Mark and it's quite a whole cast of people. One of the libertines and one of the drums. It's a whole yeah. <clears throat> drama, but it's very good. It's, it's, it's all gone a bit feed the world again, hasn't it, really? <laughs> Not quite. <laughs> <laughs> but I've done a few gigs with him over the past few weeks, and, yeah, it's been really good fun, actually. Nice guy. So apart from the Mark Ronson, you're, you've also got a sort of classical tour. Yeah, I'm going off tomorrow to um, Arnheim to rehearse with this 70-piece orchestra, which is uh, part of this kind of Night for the Proms thing that they do in Europe, which is huge. Um, and uh, it's kind of classic it's a bit like what we do here it's classical artists and they chuck a few sort of contemporary peeps in for good measure and right. I'm doing that with uh, Sir Cliff oh, Grace really? Jones and Kid Creole and the Coconuts are doing it what a fabulous combo <laughs> yes it's going to be quite interesting <laughs> do you know Sir Cliff then have you met him no, I only met him once in an airport and I was wearing this um Jesus Christ is a real thing T-shirt. I think he got a bit like it's like no 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 being ironic yeah. but I've never met him properly I'm looking forward to meeting him now actually yeah, I uh, I interviewed. He's not. He's nice, actually. I yeah, think. he always comes across quite nice. Yeah, and I, I don't know if you saw those pictures of him in, in his speedos in the amazing. Place. He, I know. He looked unbelievable. Very well oh, preserved. Oh, I must dig those out. No, he looks everywhere. On oh, looks great. But as I said at the time, he doesn't need love handles. <laughs> <laughs> so, so what's the point? And uh, you've also got a single out. 
On Monday, yeah, Pentaville Blues. So tell us about that, George. Well, I wrote it when I was on holiday. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> the health part. <laughs> I was actually only in Pentaville for a few days, but um, it does leave an impression because it's kind of like a classical... It's like, it's like all the prisons you see in movies. So when you first go in there, you know, it's like being in a movie. You just literally, oh, my God, I'm in scum or whatever. I mean, do they actually... This sounds like a naive question. Do they still have bars on the doors, or is that all...? Oh, yeah. Because when you see it sometimes in films, it's just like a peephole and a solid metal... Yeah, no, no. Well, it is... Yeah, there is a, there's a hole in the door, but there's bars on the windows. Um, OK. And a toilet in the corner with a sort of horrible plastic the thing is I hate saying all this stuff because it sounds like I'm, I'm feeling sorry for myself which I'm not I'm just well no you celebrated what a great time <laughs> you had in the last <laughs> <laughs> I'm calling it's, this the um, other it's dark and light this. well Pentonville is um, I think what they do is they put you in those holding prisons to shock you yeah I think that's the idea that you go there I mean Pentonville is quite stinky yeah, it's not the nicest place. I've been to. <laughs> okay, and then the next place. I like, like just just oh my God, you know. well, <laughs> What I like is, you know, I never <laughs> thought for a second, George, it was the nicest place you've ever been to. No, but you know, you expect a bit of sanitation. Well, no. <laughs> I mean, this isn't the sort of you know. It's not I know. They, they, they haven't thought it through. <laughs> Obviously not. But no, it's not a holiday camp. No, as you, as you say, you know. Um, but I think they, those sort of places, like the, the holding prisons, are a bit run down. And I think maybe, I don't know, in my theory is that they put you there to kind of horrify you and then they send you somewhere a bit nicer. So this song is about being in Pentonville. Yes, it's called the Pentonville Blues and it's more about kind of the emotional aspect because, you know, people talk about tough guys in prison but actually they all cry when the mums come. Yeah. The truth is that actually no one's really that tough when you strip away the kind of, you know, the veneer. No. I agree with that. And it's in that tradition of sort of uh, Oscar Wilde writing the ballad of Reading Jail. And, and well, I could that. not do it, do you know what I mean? It was, um, yeah, I just... Well, it's a big event in your life. Exactly. Anyway, let's hear Pentonville Blues. Welcome, This is Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. Frank Skinner. That was Pentaville Blues by Boy George. I, I love that. You made us sit in absolute silence. So, so you might be going back to Pentaville. This is not. I mean, yeah, no, deliberately. I, we might be going back to perform. Um, I did that record with a group called Glide and Swerve, and we might be going back to kind of do a little, um, little performance there, which I'm hoping will happen. It'll be great. It'll be like Johnny Cash and St Quentin. Yeah, it'll be great to do it because I went back recently to visit a friend and. Sort of thought, oh, do I really want to go back there? When I got there, actually, it was quite nice. You know, people were quite friendly to me and stuff. So mm. <laughs> I was like, all right, George. An old boy. Yeah, it was really <laughs> <it was, laughs> nice. Like, I really was terrified. Oh, do I want to go back? You know, but yeah, it was nice. So I think it's like Las Vegas. It's nice to visit. <laughs> <laughs> but you don't want to stay there. I say that about quite a lot of places. Now, um, you're also touring with um, a thing called Here and Now. Yes. Which is a kind of a celebration of the 80s, I think it's fair. It is, yeah, it's a kind of big old 80s party. I've done a few of them, actually, this year, and they're, they're great. They're really good fun. Something I probably wouldn't have done ten years ago. No, well, I was going to say... I would have run screaming. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what's interesting. I, I think people often do them because they don't have any other work. So it's great that you're doing a thing with Mark Ronson and a classical <laughs> orchestra <laughs> tour, and you're still doing one anyway. Yeah, I think there's been a bit of kind of uh, reclaiming of the 80s for me in the last kind of five years, because I... I did have a big problem with it for a while. I'm actually doing a Culture Club reunion as well in 2012. <gasps> are you? 
In for a penny, in for a pound. <laughs> That's so have very you, have you kept in touch with all those guys? Yeah, we have. And, and uh, you know, they did that kind of very ill-fated attempt to reform without me. I don't know if you saw that. Oh, yeah. Yes, yeah. Which obviously didn't go down too well. We didn't no. speak for very long can I say George, after George that. said that with a very warm smile on his face. <laughs> but now we've, we've, we don't talk about that <laughs> no one mentions it but, um, what a fabulous elephant in the room yeah, exactly is. but we've got uh, our 30 year is uh, 30 year anniversary is in 2012 <gasps> so if we don't do it then we'll have to do it when we're 60 which probably wouldn't be quite as pretty so I've, I've kind of instigated this because I think it would be a really good send off in a way for us what did you think of the um, the drama that they did recently on the telly? Which uh, I thought um, I thought it looked brilliant, and I thought the acting was fantastic. Douglas was really Douglas good. Was you were lovely. Cool. You yeah. were beautiful, job. if you don't Absolutely. mind me saying. It was lovely. But uh, my dad was a Cockney, right. so my family got quite a laugh at the fact that they had my dad saying, "Your mammy's a little upset for you," you know. Yeah. <laughs> and of course, my mum, you know. I had her like sort of all downtrodden with the curlers in. She wasn't impressed by that at no. all. Look what they've done to me. Was she hoping for Amanda Holden? <laughs> well, <laughs> my mum was quite sort of, you know, quite glamorous and quite vibrant. And, yeah. Um, she wasn't impressed by that at all. I suppose they wanted you as this glamorous flower that had grown amongst the rocks. And yeah, which, is, which is not really true. But And also there was no, like, I've got four brothers and one sister. Yeah. There was no sign of them at all in the, in the, in the piece. You right. Know, I think they, they kind of scrimped in certain areas and then sort of overdid it in other areas I like yeah. the squats looked quite like nice stately homes as well, <laughs> well they know. were they were they were not far from here in oh, um, really? Great Burton Car Burton Street and Warren Street the thing is I think the mistake they made is they kept jumping decades they should have yeah. been stuck with the 70s instead of doing the drugs thing I think that was a mistake then they could have spent more money on the rest of it drugs thing Yes, yeah, not yeah. on my notes. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Can I say there is a sentence on my notes that says, George's life has not been without controversy. <laughs> <laughs> I wish people would just say that and then move on. You know what I mean? <laughs> so who else is on the, uh, the Here and Now tour? I've got a list here. Um, Jimmy Somerville, Jason Donovan, Belinda Carlisle, Midgeor, Flock of Seagulls, oh, and like Pepsi and Shirley. Oh, Fantastic. I used to love Pepsi and Shirley. I'm going to go to that, Frank. Didn't one of I'll them, the one of them <laughs> married Martin Kemp, didn't <laughs> yes, they? Yes, Shirley. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think yeah. it was Shirley. Mm. Okay. It's always a surprise, you know, when you do see a lot of these acts, because you, know, you just wonder what they'll be like. Yeah. Or And actually, Jimmy, I, the last one I did with Jimmy Somerville, he was amazing. Really? Absolutely fantastic. And is he still hitting those notes? Oh! Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Sounds like a record. He hasn't done it, I think he hasn't played for about 13, 14 years. Really? So, yeah, he's really good. Can I say George is wearing, by the way, in case you're wondering, a red fake fur jumpsuit <laughs> and a canoe, which he's, he's forced two arm holes in, so he's wearing it as a kind of a shrug this morning. No, you're actually incredibly... If you dress down, do you not get recognised? Well, the tattoos... There is a lot of tattoos. Yeah, the tattoos... But maybe with a, with a beanie hat or something, maybe. Yeah, I think if I had... If I put my hood up, which I sometimes do on, right. on the tube, people don't recognise me. But the minute they see the tattoos, or my eyes, I usually wear sunglasses. Or you speak, I'm guessing. Yeah, my voice really gives me away. I've, I've actually had operators on the phone Say, hey, boy, George. I thought he was going to say you've had an operation to change your voice. <laughs> <laughs> that'd, be a, that'd be a risky business, wasn't it? Well, look, um, this is a bit late, but it's great to have you back, if that's an odd thing to say. But um, So best of luck with the, the single. Pentonville Blues is out on Monday. Monday, yeah. yeah. We really had someone now. text in saying, Frank, that song was brilliant. There you, you go. go. I don't know how you, you did that, George, without us noticing. <laughs> <laughs> so um, thank you very much, and... Um, that was by George. This is Frank Skinner on Absolute.
Okay. I love Boy George. Wasn't he great? Ah, oh, he was lovely. Mm. He's paying his debts. Forget about it now. Exactly. Okay, so what else? Any Oh yeah, there's, there's any? a text in that I liked. Oh, Liza okay. from Rygate who says, my friend thinks perhaps everyone on the surface, this is about the miners, my friend thinks everyone on the surface... <laughs> I like on the surface. ..should yeah. have been dressed... ..should have been dressed in Planet of the Apes outfits. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, I don't, I know, I don't know why <laughs> that's good, but I do like it. No, it yeah. is, because then they'd think the Earth had been taken over. I think... Yeah, and they'd all come up and go, oh, you damn dirty apes! I think for the last three or four, maybe... They should have hidden when they came out. So they thought, oh, everyone's gone now. They got bored. <laughs> and also, the president, he's got a nice smile, hasn't he? Mm. He's done the bleaching. Oh, yeah. Yeah, think myself, look, they got the shades on. <laughs> he did, he had the really, like the Simon Cowell smile. I don't want that from a politician. I like the high maintenance wife as well, enjoying the publicity yeah. and her moment in the. In there the was a bit where spotlight. she applauded and she slightly uh, blocked. Uh, the president in the camera, and he he physically pushed her out the way. There's a little that was a little uh, little hint in what their marriage is like. Yeah, uh, in the very midst of the miners' celebrations. <laughs> so, um, did you see the thing about um, some dogs are optimistic and some dogs are pessimistic? Oh, let's call the whole thing <laughs> rough. <laughs> yeah, um, I've, I I found it very. They did experiments. What they did, they used to put the dogs' food in a certain spot every day, and that mm. certain spot. I don't mean I don't. I'm not friends to an actual dog, and and then they moved it to another spot, and so, and then they showed them where that was, and then so when they did the whole process, one dog would come in, it would see that its food wasn't there, it would run off excitingly to spot B to get it, mm. just knowing, just knowing it would be there. Some dogs come in, they see there's no bowl and think, mm. oh that's it, I'm never yeah. going to get fed again. Mm. So interesting. So dogs are either optimists or pessimists. It's a yeah. bit like me and Gareth. We're mm. like, in that respect. Which are you? Well, I think I'm quite an optimist. Don't you? Oh, you've all yes. gone all quiet. Yeah, I think I am. And I'm a little bit. And you're Can a bit you have a look at my... This contact lens is a bit... Uh, <laughs> no, <laughs> oh, God. I'm an optimist. Oh, sorry. I, yeah. My microphone is... Uh, <laughs> I wondered why that dog was inspecting your eyes. No, it's some dogs are <laughs> optimists. Oh, I thought they were optometrists. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to save some money by getting that Labrador. I would so quite like to listen to In the, um, there are sort of show, show dogs, really, I call them, because we talk about them so often at Shep and the other one that you had. Shep, yes. Yeah, so um, were they? What was, was Shep an optimist? I think Shep was definitely an optimist. Oh. I remember sitting in the house once and I heard this terrible clonking noise, which I found a little, a bit worrying. It sounded like ghostly footsteps. And the, the door, which was already open, creaks up a little further. And Shep, a Staffordshire Bull Terrier, black, grey muzzled at the end. <laughs> deaf, actually. It was great when he was <laughs> deaf. He could, he could sit on the step. You could get right behind him and go, ooh, grab him. And he never heard you. Anyway, what's the point of having a pet if you can't taunt them? So um, I heard the... And I thought, oh, my God, who's this? And you know, what, on, on, a, on a slip-on shoe, there's like a leather gossip behind the front oh, panel. Oh, yeah. Shepherd got his back leg in between the leather gusset and was walking with a size nine brown slip on <laughs> on the back leg. I think it was a hint that he wanted go, to go for a walk. I think he was putting that, and, and optimistically, he was right. It did, it did work. Yeah. My girlfriend has got something of the. Uh, she's the most pessimistic person. Well, I was going to say your we... girlfriend's got something of that sound effect at the moment when she walks. Yeah, down the she has with a poor broken toe. <clears throat> Can I say, get well soon, Kath, mm. if you're listening. But she, um, 
Look, we had a row yesterday. Oh. And we have a, we can have a row about whether I put sugar in the tea or not. And she'll say, look, let's, you know, obviously it's not working. Let's, let's just face it, we might as well split up. have <laughs> been together ten years. <laughs> so that, that doesn't help. Can I say last week, um, as we, uh, as I got, I said, do you like the music I played? She said, I wasn't sure about that Katie Turn style. Um, <laughs> Oh, I love her so. So, look, that's the end of the show, and uh, thank you very much for listening. Next week, our guest is the magnificent Tim Key, who I had dinner with the other night. That's the sort of deep research I've started doing on our our guests. You can listen to Not The Weekend podcast on Wednesday. No, not just. There was a whole whole host of uh, people. I won't won't name-drop you to death. Um, Speaking of name-dropping, Ben Jones is next. And, uh, I mean, I'm dropping it. I don't mean he drops names. <laughs> Honestly, anything I say about Ben, I think he's taking it the wrong way. He looks, he looks at me. <clears throat> you can feel I'm filling up in the throat. <laughs> like a pessimistic puppy. Yes, now you see, you've, I'm going to leave it on that. <laughs> Have you ever seen a pessimistic puppy in a baseball cap? <laughs> Maybe in some sort of cartoon, but not in the real world. <laughs> I'm, sorry, I'm at that stage there where I don't want to go. You know that some weeks I get that. I don't, I want, it, I don't want it to end. I just don't want it to end, but it's going to have to end. Good day to you. You're listening to Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio with Treeball Soft Mints, bringing a softer, mintier feel to your Saturday morning. Absolute Radio.